Hello, guys. So I wanted to come on on a podcast episode because I was having writer's blocks, to be honest with you. I was writing and it wasn't coming out. And I was like, let's shift this, right? Because we always have a choice. If writing isn't working, how can I get this message across where I don't have to be stuck and it's not working and I'm not flowing with my energy? So how does my energy want to flow right now? And it was like, speak. So here I am speaking. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk today about how limiting beliefs and repression, and all the different things that happen to us when we're not authentically being can affect how we show up, can affect how our energy can be repressed and it doesn't flow correctly. And then we're fucking exhausted, right? Because authenticity is that is fully letting yourself be so you're not wasting all this energy trying to be somebody else or trying to repress your energy flow that's always flowing regardless of what's happening, but you're trying to make it mold something else, right? And all this comes down and comes from your worthiness, right? Because at some point in your life, you someone told you or you decided that you were not worthy if you expressed this energy fully. And I want to talk about my own experience, but I also want you guys to access your own experiences, right? Because this is what for me is all about. It's all about coming to your authentic self. It's all about becoming whole, magnetizing your own self, empowering yourself within so you can get absolutely anything you want because manifestation is literally tied to worth, right? Your energy being all over the place is tied to you not being not feeling safe to expressing yourself fully. So you need to make it look a certain way. You need to make it mold a certain way. But that's not necessary. You don't need to be molding yourself every single other way around. So let's talk this talk about this a little bit more. When do you usually repress your parts of yourself, right? Qualities, events, um, the way that you are. When does that happen? It's when you feel like you're unlovable. Your subconscious mind is built from ages 0 to 7 and 14 if we're being lenient and we want to give it a little bit of extra time. When you were younger, and this is the type of conditioning, right? When you were younger, you felt like you needed to be a certain way depending on your parents right? Depending on the love that you were craving. If your parents ever told you, hey, don't, like for me, this is an example for me. Don't express your emotions. Don't cry right now. Right now is not the time to cry, right? I didn't feel safe expressing my emotions. It wasn't, it wasn't something that I felt like I could do freely. I felt like I was shamed for it. My dad never let me really express my emotions. He never expressed his emotions. We were just kind of like an, an emotionalist family um, from my dad's part, right? My mom, she's, she does express her emotions. <laughs> but from my dad's part, it just felt not safe. It didn't feel lovable. I didn't feel loved when I expressed my emotions. I actually felt loved when I repressed them. And we just pretended that everything was okay. So subconsciously, as a child, you want to feel loved. You want to feel loved. You want to feel accepted. You want to feel all of the things. So what are you going to do? You're going to it, literally, it wires in your head. You're like, okay, so expressing my emotions means no love, means not being accepted. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to repress it. I'm going to hide them. I'm going to put them over there. And every time they want to come out, I'm going to say, yeah, I get it, but no. 
So what does that really cause, right? And looking at my human design, you guys, and this is where human design really ties into everything and really gives you even a bigger, a better perspective is that I'm an emotional authority and I have my, my solar plexus defined, which means that I go through emotions. And if I don't feel safe to express them or to feel them, then I'm going to repress them and they're going to become a shadow of me, right? Once I embrace that I am an emotional person, Truly, you guys, I have a lot of emotions. I cry often. But if I'm always shamed for that, then I'm always going to feel a certain type of way when I feel sad or when I feel hurt or when I feel whatever. And when we repress them, we don't feel lovable again, right? We're not fully embodying who we are. We're not giving ourselves permission to fully take up that space that we are designed to have, designed to take. And that's when repression really comes into the mix because we dim our magnetism, because we're trying so hard with our energy to repress it. Sad feelings come up and you're like, no, 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 no. So you're going to like try so hard to make your energy flow a certain way because you don't think that the way it's flowing is good enough, right? You think you're too much. Because for me, I've always thought my emotions were too much. Really, all the time. My, my dad still, to this day, he'll tell me, like, why are you crying right now? Right now is not the good time to cry. I'm like, what do you mean? Where? What time is the good, like, when is the right time to cry? When you're in, in your bed, like, at nighttime sleeping? Or when is it? Why is it not okay to express it? And the more you embrace yourself, the more you come back to understanding that you are an emotional person. Of course, I'm not telling you to cry everywhere you go or whatever. But if you feel sad and you have the need to cry, then you cry, right? Then you cry. There's no right way to do this thing. Obviously, let's not be like throwing a tantrum or something. But if you need to go to your car and cry for a little bit, then you do that. But when you feel this repression of not letting yourself feel any emotions, it becomes such a habit that you don't ever let yourself do that. And that's one of the things of repression. But then we have like, you need to be more of something in order to be worthy. And this is where your open centers come in. And this is where you feel like you need to stretch yourself to be more. Right? And this is more of like a frantic energy. Like a more of like a, a desperate energy. Like I have to, no matter what, fill this gap. Because if I don't fill this gap, people are going to know that I'm not worthy of this. And it creates such a leaky energy again because now we're trying so hard to be something that is not us. And this is what happens. This is what I see in the industry when we say embody your highest self, right? If we don't know what our authentic self is and we're not in tune with our bodies, we're not in tune with ourselves yet, we're going to look for other people and we're going to be like, hmm, who is my highest self? Who looks the most like my highest self? And you're probably going to go to someone that is successful, that wants to, that that has manifested or that's living the life that you're living, right? And then you're going to compare because we are humans and that's what we do, right? We're like, hmm, let's see, what are they doing that I'm not doing? 
What do they have that I don't have, right? And your open centers is where you feel other people's energy the most. You are made to feel other people's energies and really amplify them, right? And this is where your gifts are at. This is why they're open, right? This is why we have our open centers so we can feel people, so we can help them, we can guide them. We were designed this way in the specific centers to be open, to be of service, to to, to really hold space for people. And it's beautiful. But it also can be a very easy place to be conditioned because you feel them so much that you're like, wow, look at how they can they can embody this energy so fully. And how come I don't have that, right? So what you're going to do is you're going to try to define the center fully. You're going to try to express the center at the highest level all of the time, even though you're designed to have inconsistent energy there because that's where your gifts lie. You're supposed to have a more receptive type of vibe in that center than a very masculine driven, like I can always push this energy out. So what happens is that we start building the limiting beliefs based on our based on our open centers. And you also get a lot of blocks in your defined centers, right? I have an ego center defined, which means that I'm very driven. I will get things done. And my whole life, I've been very like, I want to do this, and I'm going to do this. My ex-boyfriend used to live in in, um, in Paris, and I was in college, and I wanted to visit him. And I was like, how am I going to make this happen? Like, how am I going to get that X amount of money for me to like buy my ticket and like be there for 10 days? I think we went, or was it seven? I think it was 10 days. We went for 10 days and like live nicely or whatever. So I was like, okay, let, let's gather these things together. Like, how are we going to do this? And I've never been a person that's just like, okay, I'm just not, this is just not going to happen for me. I've always been very driven. And it has caused some shame inside of me to be that driven because when I was in, in college too, I used to have a friend that would literally call me out because I was too driven. I was too money focused. And it wasn't that money, I was money focused in the way that I wanted all the money in the world. It was more of like, I know I can have more. I want to keep improving. I want to keep like reaching the next level. I want to, I want this life and I'm going to do whatever it takes to have this life, you know? And this is how I've also done my, my time abroad when I was just like, I was like, I'm going to end my lease. I'm going to end my lease and this is going to work for me. And that causes some shame because people look at you and this is where you trigger people, right? You trigger people that have open openness in there because they're like, what? You're too much. Come to my level. You're too much. You know, and then you feel like you're too much. So then what you do is that you repress your energy. You're like, let's just be less of this. Because being too much clearly doesn't get me the approval of people. Clearly, it doesn't, that people don't love me because of this. So I'm just going to be less ambitious. Or I'm going to be ambitious, but very quietly. But you do a disservice to the world, first of all, to not embody your 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 energy fully. You really do a disservice to the world because you are meant to, you're designed to express this fully. People borrow energy from you when you're expressing it at the highest frequency. So when I played small, yes, I was, you know, 
making the other person less triggered. But that's not how I was assigned to be made. And it was taking so much more energy for me not to go after my desires. It was taking so much more energy to make myself feel less ambitious. Then I created a whole limiting belief in my head, right? And that's how limiting beliefs really come to life. It's like, you are too money focused. Don't focus ever on the money, which led to me undercharging, which led to me always overthinking on how much I'm charging things because I'm like, am I really money hungry? And it's never been about the money. You guys, it's literally never been about the money. Like I've paid for other things in life just because I want to experience things and I want everyone else to experience things. And one of my biggest things is to just have to show others that it's possible and not just to show others that it's possible, but to truly help. Like my family doesn't come from like an extremely wealthy background. We're immigrants. We've struggled. We have done the things. I just know that there's a better way. And there's always been this burning desire in me to be like, you know, the way you got to do it. And this is the same burning desire that I always feel when I said that I would quit jobs all the time. I've always quit jobs. It's because I have this like voice inside of me that goes like, all right, you've been here for a minute and I get it and you're good at this, but like you need to get out because you have so much more to give into the world. And it's always been about personal development. It's always been about mindset. It's always been about understanding human behavior and how people can get to places and why other people's don't. And it's about observing, right? It's about observing what they're repressing, what they're not. And the thing about repressing your energy and making it smaller and making it look a certain way is that you waste a lot of energy doing that. Right? Think about like if you have gates and waters contained in there. You open the gates and all the water is just going to like pour out, right? But if you want that water to go in circular motions or something like that, because you think that the circular motions is the the worthy way of of expressing that energy, it's going to take a lot of effort. Because now you got to build some things, you got to get a whirl thing, and you got to make it go in circular motions because that's not the natural energy. That's not the natural flow of that energy. So you're making it look something else. You're wasting a lot of energy. You're wasting a lot of resources. You're wasting a lot of everything to make yourself look a certain way when you could just embrace yourself. When you can just embrace yourself and fully express yourself and know that you're worthy the way that you are, right? And that's when human design really helps you as well because it's not just like, oh, I'm just worthy and this is it. But it really shows you like all of the different places that you haven't felt great in, right? So I have an undefined spleen center. Like my splenic center is undefined, which means that I pick up a lot of fears from other people and I'm great at guiding them. I can pick up fears really quickly. And that's why for the longest time in the beginning of my business, I focused a lot on fears and I absolutely love focusing on fears. But there comes a time too that if I don't step back and really let go of fears that are not mine, I can get absorbed by them and they they feel like they're mine. Like I feel like these are fears that are mine and I can get really caught up in fears, right? So understanding that in my open centers, I absorb and understanding that the fears 
are supposed to be felt, right? I'm not supposed to repress them and think I'm like superwoman and never have fears. I, I know that they're supposed to be felt, but that doesn't mean that I am going to stop acting. I'm going to stop being the way that I am. That doesn't mean anything. It just means that it's an energy that's there. And we accept it and we embrace it and that's it. But it's being aware of it because if I wasn't aware of them, like I haven't been for a long time before I knew about human design, I would have acted upon them and I would have just stayed stagnant and I would have just been in an, inaction. An I would have just been like, oh my gosh, no, all these fears are really intense. And actually, that's kind of what happened to me a month ago. Well, I was learning a lot of different things and I started even diving deeper into my certification of human design. I started to understand like, okay, these fears have been here, but they've really taken over, right? Like this has really taken over me. So it's just having that awareness. Human design gives you that awareness of like, how does your energy flow usually? And then helps you understand when you're out in the world, when am I, where am I blocking this? Where am I trying to be something else? And this happens a lot in your business, in your human, in your, sorry, in your um, online business, especially if you're in the, in the, in the industry, in the online industry, forget it. <laughs> there's a ton of that. Why? Because there's so, it's so easy to compare ourselves to other people, especially your coaches. If you have coaches, if you have programs, it's so easy to compare yourself to other people and to make your energy look like theirs. And then what happens is that you're wasting so much energy trying to be something you're not. And that's what happened to me. <laughs> You guys, this is truly what happened to me. Um, like a few months ago, I was part of a group coaching program and the container just made me feel like I was in such a comparison mode and I and made me feel like I wasn't good enough, right? So my authenticity was just not good enough, even though I pride myself for that forever. It just wasn't enough. I felt like it wasn't enough. And that's when, if you're not aware of things, it can get really intense. So um, that is how, <laughs> I felt like I've gone all over the place with this episode, but that is how we really repress ourselves, how limiting beliefs really come to birth. And I actually want to talk so much more about this because I honestly think that once we start chipping away all of the conditioning, all the layers and layers and layers of conditioning, we can start embodying our true selves. And when we start embodying our true selves, dude, it's going to be crazy. Like it, it, it's just your magnetism is just crazy because you're owning your whole entire body, like your whole entire being, your whole entire soul, all of it. There's no shame involved because I want to, I want to talk about something. I want to talk about how you react when you're unhealed, okay? I really want to talk about this because when we are unhealed, we project our wounds, right? So let's say that we are insecure about my business. Let's just do that. So we're insecure about my business, maybe about the topic, about spirituality. This is actually something that that is the truth. So uh, a long time ago, I was ashamed about my business. I was ashamed about my business because I felt like I wasn't going to be accepted, that it was too out there. Like, why is she so into personal development? And then she's getting spiritual on me. Like, what? So I was ashamed of it. And when that happens, 
first of all, you don't want to share to anyone. You don't, you want to hide it. You're like in this hiding mode, right? And if someone ever talks about, let's say they say, oh, you know what? Like the spiritual community is really um, picking up on, on Instagram or something like that, right? You're, since you're, you have a subconscious belief that your business of spirituality isn't enough, you're, right away, your, 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 your perception is going to be like, they're talking about me. They're talking about me and they think that my business on the Instagram world is not enough or it's not good or I'm just like following the trend or something, right? Because you haven't fully integrated it and they're shining light to a shadow that you have within you. So when that happens, you get defensive and then you start either blaming them or you start being more insecure about your own business. You start maybe saying, maybe I'm, I'm going to change my business to like marketing, true story. Um, or anything like that, right? Like you're going to be like, no, I need to stop this because I'm not going to be worthy of it. And this is when your unhealed wounds really project and really dictate how your life goes. Because if you truly just embodied and fully accepted the fact that you're a spiritual human being and you really have gifts for that, and you need to own that shit, and if you owned it, when they told you that, you would have been like, oh, yeah, dude, I, it's amazing. It actually is so amazing. Your reaction would be different because you're no longer projecting a wound. You're projecting your empowerment, right? If there's something in your business right now that you feel unsteady of, if someone would call you out on it, you would feel like, oh, this is, this is rough. Like, I would feel shameful of. I want you to look at it. I want you to look at it and see what's behind this, right? What's the real reasoning behind this feeling that I feel shameful of? And I want you to shine light to that. I want to feel that. And I want you to prove to yourself that this is not something to be ashamed of. I want you to embody it. I want you to integrate it within you. No longer keep it to the side. Bring it on board and say, yes, this is something I'm ashamed of, but not anymore. Bring power into it. And when we aren't all scattered, we're fully integrated. Our energy, our magnetism is so strong. And that's what I'm here to teach because I absolutely love it. <laughs> so if you like this episode, let me know. If you have questions about this, let me know. I know we touched about a little bit of human design, touched a lot about internal work, but that's really like what I absolutely love to do. So send me a DM or an email or anything, however you want to contact me. <laughs> um, and we'll be talking soon. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Love you guys a lot. And always remember that you are freaking supported by me, by the universe, by whoever. You're always supported. You'll always be supported. And when you feel like you're not supported, remind yourself that you are. Remind yourself that you have so many people. There's so many things that are working in your favor all of the time. Okay? Okay, talk to you guys soon. Bye.